Welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, is your main man, a.k.a. Crazy Crackhead, brought to you by the Grand Rapids, Michigan, the best place to be, where we can hear everything down the street, everything upstairs, downstairs, whatever you're from. I'd like to thank my main man right here, Sean, for showing up for the podcast. So glad to be here. Hope everybody had a great weekend. So, my friend, Sean. How was your weekend in sports? How what any any big news? Any big shockers? What do you want to start? Do you want to start? Well, the most embarrassing thing where we can start is how Colorado blew a twenty nine point lead on Friday. (laughs) I mean, I stopped watching that game and I wake up on Saturday morning, and I see that I check my phone and I see that Stanford had won in double overtime by. Three points and a field goal, but how do you blow a twenty-nine point lead? Like it's almost like they made that funny thing on Saturday Night Live that we just watched a few minutes ago about Dion and you know this team. You can't lose to a one and four team. Look, I'll tell you what. At home, Dion Sanders is a hype man. He's a recruiter and he's a he's a hype man. He's no different than the guy that in the 1980s or 2000s or whatever wrestling thing that you guys like to watch out there. I know there's a lot of people that watch wrestling. It's fake. I mean, act, the athletes are real, but the, 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 the end result is fake. But you always have to have a recruiter. You have to have a pipe man. You have to make it look, sound good, feel good. And what is Deion Sanders? He's a hype man. Now, do I think he's a good coach? Probably not. His coaching staff probably does a lot more than he does. He just motivates the players, makes them feel good, makes them feel special. He makes sure that all the coaching staff make sure that they worship the players. And Deion Sanders' only big purpose, in my opinion, is to coach who? His two sons. Uh, I want to disagree with that for a second. First of all, there was all a little bit awful how Travis Hunter got beat. But look at what he's done for the state of Colorado. Look at what this state, what he's done for the college football. So don't just say it's just his two kids. The Colorado-Colorado State game would have never been watched by, you know, 15 million or whatever the number was over, you know. Two, three weeks ago. Two weeks ago, it was – in the millions. It was like 42 million people watched it. Like, yeah. no one would have ever watched that at a 1030 game. No one would have probably watched the Stanford game last night or Friday night either. Like, Deion Sanders is also doing it for the, the sport. Like, the ratings for this sport have gone up because of him, too. It's okay. not just his kids. All right. And the university has made over $100 million in just six weeks. So, you can't just say... But I... I mean... You Look, gotta, what you gotta say though, drinking his Kool Aid has kind of wore off. I, I will admit that. I will say this. I think I think for the for, for the business of the college football and the business for Colorado, everything there is great. But when I see a coach, or your purpose of the coaching, is to make sure the whole team is great, and his whole team is only good if it's son or the hunter guy that got injured by that whacked up cheap ass shot that he received three or four weeks ago by Colorado. I mean, as a coach, you're supposed to have guys ready to play. 
And you, regardless if you're up by 29 or you're down by 29, what does that say about you that you're up by 29 and the game slips away? And it almost reminds me of this old Detroit Lions system that happened. Detroit be up by 14, down by 14, they'll come back, but they couldn't never really finish anything. And I think Colorado is very lucky that Dion's first year. I don't think he's gonna make that same mistake. I, I think he'll st- still bring the recruits in, and I think that eventually people are gonna have to respect him because there'll be a team out there that he will have that's legit. Now, do I really think that's gonna be a team with his son? Maybe, maybe not, or his sons? I don't know, but. I think in some ways it was a little bit of distraction for him to be coaching his kids. I think if his kids graduate and go to the pros and he stays in Colorado, I think if he can develop the quarterback and that at that position and where he's at that's not related to him, I think it could be it could possibly happen. So uh, before we go to the next thing, can they even make a bowl game? They play UCLA, Oregon State, Arizona, which annihilated number 19 wazoo that's another part they, of that part they have to play wazoo and they have to play utah one two three four of those teams are ranked in the top 25 all right let's be real how many more games okay they've won four they have to win two more two more oh yeah i think they can be i think they can be utah and so I, six and six yeah but who else? I mean, there's another weak team in there. That you, you Arizona, know. but they're not, are they that weak when they just annihilated Wazoo? I think that's maybe. I think that's maybe a fluke. Do you think that's maybe a fluke that maybe. they just happened? Remember. That they played real hard and real tough against a ranked team. And they almost beat USC. Which going right into that, first of all, USC and Caleb Williams, you are absolutely overrated after what happened. You finally went into a tough place. It was cold. It wasn't 80 degrees. The sun shining in the Rose Bowl. Not the Rose Bowl, sorry. In LA. But you just got absolutely, I got to put this in the nicest terms possible because I paused for a second, absolutely effing destroyed. You lost by four touchdowns in South Bend. So what I don't understand here is that. And that fucked both of our parlays. Yeah. Sorry. So what happened here? USC, well, what happened is that they were up three to seven, Notre Dame. In the second half, now in the second quarter, Notre Dame takes up a 17.3 in the second quarter, so they score 17 points. I went to bed. I don't know. I you know what I did. I did this. I had the same game parlay. <laughs> I had Callum over 200 yards. I think I even took. I even took. God, this is God, this is so. Caleb Williams threw three picks in the first half. And my parlay was good because it was North Carolina, Missouri plus some points, and Tennessee winning, and Oregon State winning, the Beavers. And then, you know, I had the North Carolina Tar Heels. Mac Brown, former Hook'em Horns, baby. I just want to give a shout-out. 6-0. and I cannot wait. And we'll come back to this game. They beat the rival, the rival Miami by 10 points. But Mac Brown... And that North Carolina team is going to go to the ACC championship and is going to meet Florida State. You think so? Guarantee 
Just like Charles Barkley says. <laughs> North Carolina versus Florida State. Probably both undefeated national title playoffs on the line. All right. All right. So, all right. Now we're talking about playoffs. Look, let's go back to this Caleb thing, Jake. Sorry. I had Caleb plus two touchdowns. Former Heisman Trophy winner. Did not look like one last night. No. I had him under 294 yards. And that's a lot of yards for a quarterback in college. And then I also had him. I also had Mario Williams for 25 yards. So basically, Caleb, I just wanted you to know, you, you scored one touchdown and you screw me. All I need you to do is throw one more touchdown. Now, I don't know why you didn't do that. I don't know what kind of. I think, I think this is really the key. The key is this. USC is a 6-0. Notre Dame lost two games in a row, correct? Correct? No, they, uh, they lost two big games. Yeah, two big games. They lost Ohio State, then they beat Duke, barely beat Duke because Duke. they needed fourth and 16 yeah. by Hartman. So they could have lost three straight. Then they lost the next game to a big opponent. So guess what? I think that game, those two losses, really made the difference for that, for that Notre Dame team. They came well, lost to Louisville, and then Louisville got yeah. destroyed by University of Pittsburgh 1-4. Yeah, yeah. So, when you're a team that's six and zero, and you go into a, you're one of your arch rivals, and everything looking down for Notre Dame, Notre Dame was had nothing to lose. They had to win that game no matter what. So, did they have to? I mean, I should have been. I should know them a lot better. I should have said I should have stayed away from this game, and I should because there's another parlay I took where I did take USC. No. I took Notre Dame plus, no, I took USC plus six points because I thought that Notre Dame could win, but they got demolished, destroyed. And I think this, maybe this USC's first big challenge, big road game, you never play in the cold usually. I, can, I don't understand what, what happened. Caleb, Caleb only has 23 to 37, 199 yards. One touchdown, three interceptions. Sam Horton for Hartman for Notre Dame didn't do much better. He had 13 for 20, 126, two touchdowns. This guy's not ready for the pros. What is going on here? Sean just threw something at me. Houston baseball news. We got Houston Astros win by two runs. No, Texas. Uh -uh, you have Houston Astros. That's gonna be changed. So he's got, so he's got Texas winning by two runs, and then you have the Buffalo Bills. What? Eleven to fifteen. Eleven and fifteen. So that is a possibility. I tell you what, we're going everywhere. So I don't know what, where we're gonna be. But I tell you what, parlay I did take and I won, which I think is kind of funny. I do these uh, uh, same game parlays. So here we go. I took. The Washington Commanders against the Atlanta Falcons. Sean's giving this rap about Mr. Uh, Desmond uh, Desmond Ritter, who hasn't lost the game yet, but he just lost the game to the Commanders. And I took the same game parlay, 50-percenter. Desmond Ritter over 198 yards. Thank you, FanDuel, for 
having low expectations. <laughs> I'd like to thank Kaya Pitt for having 33 or 33 yards over and a half. Thank you, FanDuel, for making that short and sweet. I got Desmond Ritter, again, the quarterback for Atlanta, over nine and a half yards. He demolished that by nine yards. So think about this, folks. This is my winners. I did take, I'll tell you my losers. I thought Ryan, I thought Ryan Tannehill was going to go over 205 yards, but he got hurt. Uh, Ty J. Spears, I had him going over 25 yards rushing. Didn't happen. Mark Andrews, he had four four uh, receptions. I needed four and a half. So these same game parlays seems to be working for me. I will tell you the ones that are active right now. I have, uh, I took Kansas City, minus seven and a half. I took Las Vegas, minus two and a half. They won 17 and, uh, 17 and 21 against the Patriots. Patriots don't look good. We look bad. Uh, Mac, jo- Mac Jones is looking sad. Um, but I do have this risky one because I don't know what Prescott's going to show up. I got Los Angeles Chargers at home beating Dallas Cowboys on Monday Night Football. And I put 15 to win 94 bucks. It could happen. I think it should happen. So after we talked about that a little bit, we're going to come back to two games in college football, and then we're going to talk about NFL football the rest of the day. Okay. First of all, I'll give a shout-out. You know, Michigan went down 7 nothing, and I actually won that bet because I said that – I didn't tell you this – that Indiana was going to be plus 1.5 in, in the first quarter. And I won oh, 50 yeah. bucks off of that yesterday. Sure. But anyway um, – after scoring that seven points, obviously Michigan went on a 52-0 run and destroyed the game and blew them out. And congratulations, finally, for Edwards getting in the touchdown area because obviously he gets all these big returns and runs. And then they just give it to um, Blake Corum to run it in for two yards. Like, he never gets rewarded. He had two or three opportunities yesterday, and he fell one or two yards short, and they called a timeout, and they probably should have let Edwards at least have two touchdowns, but he finally got in, so congratulations. You got your first touchdown yesterday. And they covered the spread again, so we got the Michigan State-Michigan rival next week, and Michigan's favored by 23 and a half, and it's going to be interesting because Michigan State blew a 24-to-fucking-six lead and lost again. So explain that loss. How did they lose that? You this is that pretty bad. It's just self-destruction. Uh, coaches I mean, play, I, playing, playing to lose. But the worst thing was when they were up by 7 or up by 10, there was a punt, and it hit in front of the, receive, the receiving receiver guy. And he didn't go after it, and Rutgers recovered it, and then they got within three, and then the rest is history when they scored, and then the game was – momentum was gone, and they won 27-24. It helped my buddy Tony – our buddy Tony because Notre Dame won last night, and he had a parlay for over 100 bucks, so at least he won. Well, but it's just – this it, Michigan State sucks. Well, I'll tell you what. Tony is a good straight shooter, and that's why our new name for Sean is going to be Parlay because Sean's going to hit one of his parlays. You always get screwed by one team. Can we give a, we gotta give a shout out to Tony also because he was one hundred percent right about Jacoby Myers. 
Yeah. And I did end up winning a parlay in that one because Kenneth Walker won, but I ended up losing it on another bet later. But what I lost the same. I lost. I picked Jacob Myers to score a touchdown. That's what Tony picked. I also had him receive over fifty yards. Which you did. He had over like sixty-five. Yeah. But and unfortunately, I took uh, Hunter Renruth or whatever. And I thought that you know I took that far fetch. Because I thought maybe, you know what, they're going to throw him out there because I thought the score was going to be a lot larger than anything else. The game was close than it was. And so you only needed two receptions. That's not a bad bet. I know. That's not a bad bet. So I thought maybe they'd throw him out there. I'm going to tell you what. Something happened to, something happened to, to uh, speaking of that game, something happened to uh, Garoppolo. Jimmy G. He's and Brian Hoyer. Can we give a shout-out to the former Michigan State Spartan? The former backup behind Tom Brady already has two rings, and he led him to a victory. So I'm just saying. So, yeah, that's, I mean, look, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not a Michigan State guy, but it's pretty cool that Hoyer goes in there. He wins, he wins the game. He got a safety off that game, which is amazing. It's a huge for you uh Sean was making a point about the points. If you point out the exact same, sometimes score. you can get the correct score, and the score was nineteen to seventeen going into the last two minutes. And the Patriots had the ball at like the seven yard line. Then they got sacked, and then on third down, Mac Jones got sacked again. And I can only imagine that you turned off your TV. And the whole point is, I'm saying here is, let's just say you picked the exact score of the Raiders to win twenty one to seventeen. Because the Panduo has that. You have that. And you put 20 bucks on it, it probably would have turned into 3 or 4K. Well, and then all of a sudden you looked at your phone a few minutes later, there was a safety. I got goosebumps just talking about this. Like if yeah. someone had, I mean, had 21-17 and they won on a safety. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Look, Guapo is not good. <laughs> I don't... I don't understand what's about him that all these football coaches think that he's supposed to be a superstar. So Tom Brady had it right. He never liked Jimmy G, and he pushed him out of New England because he sucks. He was never good. I don't even think New England. Sorry. Did I make that? I don't know. I got to make sure this style thing works. Sorry. <laughs> but, but think about this. I want to show you people something. So I'm going to show you. Jimmy Garoppolo went 14 for 22. Only 162 yards. I don't know when he got hurt. He got one touchdown, one interception. Brian Hurd, Hurd, 6 for 10, 102, nothing. But, look, I'm telling you this, folks. Jacobs had 25 carries, 77 yards. Trey Tucker, one carry, four yards. That's not important. Look, Devontae Adams... Two receptions, 29 yards. What is going on with that? I mean, do Guapo doesn't see that he's got one of the best receivers in town? I see a trade going on some, sometime very soon for Devontae Adams. Where is he going to go? You know what, Kansas, Kansas City? Well, I'll tell you this. That Can makes more. Then they can't afford him. No, but they'll borrow him and then make up the difference in the offseason. So what I'm saying, though, is that I think maybe if the contract is right, Devontae Adams will see that he can get right off from the contract or waive the contract 
or the waiver or the trade cause to go to a good team. And who else would you go to besides Mahomes? Detroit? Can Detroit, like, I don't think Detroit could afford him at all from period because if he sticks there and we just get in the playoffs or we are in the playoffs. Miami can't afford him. They got three receivers. Yeah. So, like. San Francisco can't afford him. No. Speaking of, well, Detroit. Detroit can, can, cannot afford him, but I think, I think Kansas City would be able to afford him because they would stretch the money out some form and shape. For Patrick Mahomes would make another ring, maybe Kelsey would step back and say, I got Taylor Swift as my my girlfriend now. I don't need the fucking money, you know? <laughs> I'm going to get divorced in two days after I marry her. No, that's not funny. That's not funny. That's not true. But sorry to all those Taylor Swift fans that made sure that they could get Travis Kelsey jerseys and write Swift's name on the back with Kansas City. Yeah. But you definitely shot up his sales. I will tell you that. Yeah, and too bad he won't get any of it. He doesn't get shit. I know. But that's kind of funny. If you're right, if Kansas City is the one team that would be willing to construct contracts, Mahomes would, Kelsey would, Pacheco Pacheco would. Pacheco. But you know what? Andy Reid would do something about his own contract. But let me ask you this. Would actually the Raiders trade one of their players to one of their arch rivals? Hell no. no. So then you got to throw that out the window. You're right. You're right. So, so I don't know who else they would even do that. But it, it would you, be it would be like a, a NFC team that's borderline good. That's not Detroit. Can't be the Eagles because the Eagles can't probably afford it either. Oh, you're right. Can't be San Francisco. No. I mean, it, you you don't want to go play for Baker Mayfield in Tampa. You don't want to play with the Saints, do you? Baltimore. Baltimore, Baltimore, Baltimore. You know why? Because for God's sake, for God's sake, I want to. I want. I. I look. I love Lamar Jackson, not because he's playing for John Harbaugh or is the Michigan or whatever. That's not the point. The point of why I love Lamar Jackson is because everybody on that franchise, everyone that ownership and from step down, Trevor down. They totally screw him over. His receivers can't catch a football to save their lives. And who is better than to go to? You're right. Baltimore's the number one chance. Yes. Other than Kansas City. Yes. But Kansas City will never get hands, their hands on him until, unless he was a free agent. Kansas is, City. Is Lamar Jackson willing to swallow his pride and reconstruct his contract? All right, yeah. I mean, look. Look. If you're going to win a Super Bowl, you're going to need someone like that with speed and height and strength. He's got the body for the strength and speed and everything. He needs a quarterback that can actually, actually have an arm and actually see him alive. Now, before we go on to the Lions, when we're mentioning all of this stuff, if a miracle does happen between that or Kirk Cousins waves his trade clause, there is truly only 15 days to make this happen, just to throw that out there. Oh, wait a second. I want to know. It's only 15 days. I want to know this. If Jefferson comes back in four weeks, and let's say within the next three weeks, the next two games, let's say Minnesota wins the games. Then they're what, four and four? Yeah, and then say Jefferson comes back. Is four and four good enough? Well, you, you try for a wild card at least, right? And why would uh, look, I mean the problem is this the problem is this if you trade him 
We have to figure out the Jefferson's contract. How many years has he, has he left in, in in Minnesota? Then you have to figure out, is it worth keeping Cousins to keep him there? Because if it's not worth it, then Jefferson's a free agent. And Jefferson would probably go to some ugly-ass team like the Panthers to help Bryce Young because Bryce, because the Panthers would have enough money there. Correct? So you're right. They're only a game and a half out. If the yeah. playoffs were a day, three and three, they're two and four. So they're a game and a half out. Look, they can't. At this point, they won't be able to even catch up to Detroit. It's a wild card. That's it. Yeah. So they don't even get to that chance. The only way they catch up to Detroit, Detroit shoots themselves in the foot. So talking about your wonderful Lions, they are 5-1. and one. They are tied for the best record in NFL football, but tied thank, with the Eagles thank you, and Jets, the thank, 49ers both losing today. Thank you, Jets. Thank you, Browns. Cleveland Browns. Before, because you just brought that up, I got to give a shout-out to P.J. Walker, the former Temple Owl. But you would cuss them out. Yeah, you did, little I did because he almost drew an interception. But P.J. Walker from the Temple Owls, which is where actually Kurt Warner's son goes. It's also where the lovely Bill Cosby went. Um, Probably should not have. We don't need to talk, go anywhere lovely, with that. Lovely. But P.J. Walker gets him the win, helps us out, your Detroit Lions, and you're all 5-1. and one. Best record in football. Yeah. How about those Lions stats? You know more about this than I do. Well, okay, let's all right, let's thank the Browns. Let's talk about the Browns. We got Prudy first interception of his career. He is in the cold weather. McCaffrey gets hurt. Uh Samuels doesn't show up to play again. I don't know what happened to Samuels. I got him on my fantasy football team and I thought it was a great pick. And I think you might be right. There's too much talent. A Yahoo or whatever his name is on that team. B and we can't blame. We can't actually blame Prudy. I would just like to say uh, that Brian Hoyer, a former Michigan State Spartan, won a game for them, while the mother effing field goal kicker for the 49ers, Moody from the University of Michigan, lost the game for the 49ers, or they would have been undefeated. Womp, 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 womp. You just had to put that out there, huh? Damn right. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So let's. Let's look at the box score. We got we got Prudy for 126. I don't know what happened there. One touchdown, one interception. A bad time for an interception. You have P.J. Walker for Cleveland, 18 for 34. What happened to D.J. Watson? Someone tell me D.J. doesn't play anymore or what? We so, weren't watching the game, so I don't know. He had to have gotten hurt just like Jimmy G. But he didn't play at all in that game. So, oh, okay. P.J. Walker, 18 for 34, 192, two interceptions. And still gets the win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so here we go. San Fran's rushing. Christian McCaffrey, 11 carries, 43 yards, and he gets hurt. You know, I'm telling you, when you, get a, when you blow up an AC, you're going to run kind of tender, right? Tender. Yeah. Well, Let's go to Cleveland side rushing. Jermon Ford, 17 carries, 84 yards, no touchdowns. Kareem Hunt, 12 yards, 47 yards, one touchdown. 160 total in rushing. The 49ers had 108 total in rushing. The whole community. The receiving. The only best receiver that San Fran has is Brandon Uke. 
He had four touch, four receptions, 78 yards, 76 yards, longest 33. Uh, well, it's Debo Samuels. Don't know what happened to the guy. I think the guy disappeared. He might have <laughs> just retired right in the middle of the game. I don't know. It's happened before. So, Christian McCaffrey, three receptions, nine yards, one touchdown. There's your touchdown. Where, well, here's a surprise. Cleveland's, you got Armario Cooper, four receptions, 108 yards, longest, 58 yards. Kareem Hunt, three receptions, 24 yards. Look, I don't know how, how, the good name Lord Sam Fran lost this game. But the the gods of the Browns were looking for you guys. Hey, the Browns are only a half a game out of the division because they had a bye already. They're three and two and Baltimore's four and two. The Browns. You know what? I'd be kinda of cool to see the Browns in the playoffs. Wouldn't it be that cool to see Detroit and the Browns in the playoffs? Oh, in a fine, how about in the Super Bowl? Well, let's not hold our breath. I mean, I'm still hoping my left hand works, but that's not going to happen. Well, let's go to the game of my week. The Detroit Lions, 20-6. Baker Mayfield, Sean's favorite quarterback to make fun of right now. Uh, I would rather have show me the money. Show me. For anybody that knows doesn't know who that is, that's Johnny Manziel. Dude, I don't know what happened. Look, maybe I'd rather have Ryan Leaf. Ryan Leaf, no, come on. He that's was, a stretch. Yeah, that's way too much stretch. Look, Detroit, twenty to six. Only two field goals they gave up. They had a box score. I mean, I'm gonna have to go through the box score. You know what? It's amazing that Sean, Jared Goff had an amazing game and got you a million points with his three hundred forty-five or three hundred fifty yards. Three hundred fifty-three yards, two touchdowns. He got sacked three times. But one thing I was to say about Jared Goff. That I am surprised that he did really well on the road. I was not expecting it. I thought this game was be a lot closer. I thought maybe the, even the Tampa Bay Buccaneers has a better chance of winning because they have better receivers. Baker Mayfield, I don't consider him a bad quarterback, but I think he's like this two or three seconds or at least one second late to see the receivers. He got pressure a lot. He got sacked. He got intercepted once. He got sacked once. 19 for 37, 206 yards. What could you say? Remember, he's been on four teams. Yeah. So he does a lot. I mean, I'm not trying to be a jerk. I mean, he might not be terrible, but he does something wrong. You know, I mean, when you, in his short career, I don't think he's been in the league for 10, like even six years, seven years. He's been on four different teams. But you, I got to give a lot of kudos to Detroit in general. Cornerbacks, safeties. Those the guys. defense. Yeah. Going into yes. Tampa Bay and holding Tampa Bay to six points. Yeah. That is incredible. I thought this game was going to be 2017. Yeah. Yeah, I thought 2014, so maybe. Yeah, I thought so. Not a, not a 14-point game. Well, you know what's amazing about this game is that is that we didn't have our best or our rookie cornerback uh, safety. Branch, uh, that's tough. Branch. And you still win. And you still win when David Montgomery goes out. You don't have Gibbs. You don't have Montgomery. And you're using a receiver as your running back. Like, this is how impressive that I am, have to say, because you, 
I'm a Cowboys fan, but I appreciate how well the state of the Lions are doing. This is why we just had this conversation. It would be so cool to see, uh, you know, a Lions in the playoffs, maybe the Jets in the playoffs, maybe Cleveland, like just teams that haven't been there in a long time. It would be so cool. Be so cool. We have all the old school teams: Pittsburgh there, Detroit there, you know, Cleveland there. All before you, bikini ass wipes, wherever you're from. They you guys Rams, don't even watch. Dolphins. You guys don't even watch football. You're too busy on the beach. I want to know how many people were actually at the Rams game. Like maybe twelve. I'm kidding. Probably ten thousand. Maybe. But, yeah, and with Detroit. But Detroit has Detroit. followers. Detroit had a lot of people in Tampa. They wouldn't sell them to our Detroit Lion fans, probably because of what happened with a couple of weeks ago in Green Bay. But that was kind of funny. It was ironic that that guy was from Grand Rapids, by the way. Who? The guy that you were talking about where the flipping off and the guy that took the picture was from Grand Rapids. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, okay. So Detroit but, probably had the – let's be honest. I don't think anybody scored less than six points. So Detroit had the best defense of the day. Well, Detroit, Detroit just, you know, everything's clicking for them. I think they just look like they are comfortable. I think they they look like they have a game plan and they're sticking to the game plan and they kept and they kept Baker Mayfield in check. Now, when I say and to be honest with you, Tampa Bay's receivers did did not catch a couple of balls. Palmer could have reached out and jumped a little higher. How about Baker Mayfield overthrowing twice? Yeah, yeah, to Palmer once. Yeah, that was pretty bad. But he did get hit on the uh, towards the end of the game where his arm was way too high up when he got hit, so he couldn't follow it through. So that's why the ball was dribbling down to Godwin's ankles. The so. the key thing is Lions played good. I hope David Montgomery's injury is not that bad. Um, or we're going to have to go get a running back. I, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, Montgomery, is Gibbs going to be okay for next week against Baltimore? You can't keep using a receiver as your running back. No, I the only person I could probably think of to grab, and I don't really don't like him, is probably like Hunt. But Hunt, they're not going to go to Hunt because Chubb is out, right? So... Maybe Madison from the Vikings, if they start to sell. I mean, what other team out there could actually be a seller? Maybe would you sell Jacobs? Open up big holes. I mean, if that team is going to sink, too. I mean, they're what they want. But, I mean. How about some, how about a first, how about a, a first rounder and a fourth rounder? Like who? For Derrick Henry. God, wouldn't that be a blessing? That would be a blessing. Detroit Royden does need a running back that's just a beast mode. Guy would go north and south. You know, he's not going to be like that running back that he used to, just run over people. Because I think when I see him and McCaffrey run, when they both have ACL injuries, they still are kind of a little nervous about their knees. And I... So do I do I think that would work? I think that would only work if our offensive line makes room for him to run through holes. The only other person I could think of is because he was only signed to a one-year contract. Mm-hmm. Saquon? Who? 
Saquon? Saquon Barkley? Yeah, that'd be a guy. Because it's a new team, new fresh. Actually, I would feel more comfortable with Saquon Barkley. And I don't know why. I think because maybe... No, I, I think I would like some Saquon Barkley more because he just fits the mold for Detroit better. He's got that attitude, something to prove. Something to like, look, I'm here to win. I don't. I want people to respect me again. I want to be the best athlete, football running back ever. Look, the, the, they're going to have to start playing Gibbs more. That's a for sure. I agree. If you, hopefully he's okay. And let's not forget the second year Alabama guy, Jamison Williams, with a touchdown. A hell of a throw. He adjusted. This is what good receivers do. When the quarterback underthrows the ball, overthrows the ball, they adjust. This kid has real talent. He located where the ball was, and then he adjusted, and then it was on his back side so that the cornerback cannot get to the ball, which is smart. Good good wide receivers adjust. So that's looking good. Sam Laporte for... Four receptions, 36 yards. Josh Reynolds, three receptions, 50 yards. Um, St. Brown is a beast, small beast. 12 receptions. You had one interception or two interceptions in that game? Who? The Lions. Uh, oh, wait a second. Yeah, you're right. We had two. Yeah. That's if huge. you have the McDonald's app, you can go and get a buy one, get one free Big Mac tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want to have a gut rot, go to McDonald's. Brought to you by. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's actually uh, taco poop. <laughs> oh, well, series. Coming up. Steel base. You get Taco Bell. Texas Rangers go up one to nothing. There you go. There you go. There you go. You picked Texas, right? My two runs, exactly. See? Only, so that helps Todd. That's how, or that helps Tony. He goes up two and a half runs. He bet $63 to win 163 There you go. There you go. See? Now he's watching baseball. Verlander, the great Detroit Tiger pitcher that never won a World Series with Detroit. And speaking of another Detroit Tiger, Max, Max Serger, he might be back by game five. Yeah. Sorry, we went from the football to baseball, but this is in. So this is know. all. I mean, this is everywhere, man. We're just everywhere. But this is what really podcast is really about. Podcast isn't really about just being one direction. Oh, we gotta go through every game. My last podcast episode was kind of like that because my buddy here was gone. I was gone. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was I mean, breaking your heart. Wow. Um. So, but anyway, we're we have two TVs on right now. We got the Bills game on right now against the Giants, also, and that game is zero zero. And we're not talking much about that because it is zero zero and it was a blowout. But, um, best game of the day Phillies, New York Jets. Yep, dude, I saw this. How about Zach Wilson? (laughs) No, it's the defense, it was the defense of the Jets. Okay, I tell you what happened Jalen Hurts was about two minutes left. Or was it like a minute and 58 seconds, a minute and 35? I don't know what happened. He, their last possession, no, the last second possession, he decides to look at one spot and only to one spot. 
And the defense reads it the whole time. He's like telegraphing it. And this is what Hurt does sometimes. He just telegraphs where he's going to throw the ball. And the guy intercepts the ball. And it was like, what? So Jalen Hurts had three picks. It was it was awful. It was, I mean, if you, this is one thing that's different between Lamar Jackson and and uh, and Hurts. I think sometimes I think I give a lot more crap to uh, to Lamar Jackson, but Hurts sometimes just makes really dumb head decisions at the wrong time, and it's his fault. Where Lamar Jackson, it's his receiver's fault for not catching the football. So, so if we go back to this game and we look at the stats here, uh, let's go back to the box score. Look, this dude, okay, Jalen Hurts had 28 to 48, 280 yards, one touchdowns, three interceptions, two sacks. Timing, those sacks were really timing moment for them. Uh, Zach Wilson, I mean, you got to keep on trucking, you know what I mean? This kid will probably be the next Blake, or he might be the next uh, Mayfield. Kind of a traveling guy, good enough to be on a starter, maybe not going to be a pro uh, um, a Pro Bowl guy, but he'll probably be a traveling guy. He'll yeah, because unfortunately, I mean, he doesn't want to just sit behind Aaron Rodgers for the next year and a half. Well, Aaron, they say Aaron Rodgers is going to be up to speed by like four more weeks, but if he comes back, he's going to probably blow his other AC hours or his, or his uh, Achilles heel or whatever because he, he won't be ready. I mean, I, I just don't see it. So 19 for 33, 186 yards, five sacks. Eagles should have won this game. They were up 14 to three, going to the second half. Didn't didn't score a run, and 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 the Jets scored 17 points. How do you let that happen? Why? I don't know because it was 14-0, you know, in the fourth in the first half. But then they win, you know, 20 to 14. Hell of a victory, Jets. Are back in the talk of making the playoffs a wild card. They're three and three, and they're doing it with Zach Wilson. I mean, I really think this is what's going to happen. I think the problem though is that you give you give someone like Bryce Young, and you give someone like Zach Wilson, and maybe even Blake Mayfield. You give them a lot of shit because they don't perform like Tom Brady and Tom Brady and Joe Montana and Steve Young and Dan Marino. And you have such a high standard, but it's not a realistic standard. So you just kind of give up on the guy. Look, the only reason why Jets gave up on Zach Wilson is probably because he didn't do his homework and he was too busy making out with a bunch of moms, right? So, so. obviously that is a huge win or whatever. But I have to throw this game in there. Everybody was throwing them out. Everybody was saying there's only a point zero three percent of them making the playoffs after going zero and two. The Bengals are back. The Bengals are back. They're three and three, and they're only one game back of the division because the Ravens are four and two. Did you really think they were ever going to be gone? No, they do have a tough stretch coming up. Though they got the Forty ers the Bills. The Houston Texans and the Ravens. Okay, I 
Okay. You win three or four there, you're probably in first place. Okay, but look at this. It's 13 and 17. It was probably not a really impressive game. Look, you got Joe Burrow, 24 for 35, one, only 185 yards. So if you talk to him and go over 200 yards, which you, you probably wouldn't, you probably would go 225 and under. It's probably much more reasonable. But two touchdowns, one interception, three sacks. Let's look at our buddy Geno Smith, 27 for 41, 323 yards. In a losing effort. Two, <laughs> two interceptions. Does do do the do the Bengals not have cornerbacks? So? Most of the time, when you throw for 340 yards, we're talking about a W, yeah. not a loss. Yeah. Gino lost this game. I didn't. Thank you for looking that up for a second because all I was kind of caught up on was the Bengals won their three and three. But I am a, speechless that the Bengals got torched. Obviously, with that score being there, and Gino Smith has a. I mean, the picks hurt him, but 340 yards is a good game usually. Yeah, I mean, like, he got sacked four times. I mean, like, Sean's favorite running back, Kenneth Walker the third, <laughs> 19 carries, 62 yards. And that's good for fantasy football. Uh, Joel Mixon, is his career done for the Bengals? He's only got 12 carries, 38 yards. I mean, they need more out of him to protect Joe Barrow. Am I right? You know, Oklahoma running backs don't do very good other than, um, I don't know. Oh, Billy Adrian, Sims? Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson. I think Billy Sims went to Oklahoma. Yeah, but I mean, Adrian Peterson on our age. Billy yeah, Sims yeah. is from the 80s. You're not even being born, us, us being two years old. Yeah. So you might take this back, but this is da-da-da, da-da-da. So anyway. I just got to throw this out there. This I had to switch subjects for a second. Um, former Michigan State Spartan, former NBA dunk contest winner, Jason Richardson. Oh, yeah. Um, former warrior, former son, all that good stuff. His boy's coming to be a Spartan and going to play for Izzo. Yeah, baby. Okay, so, so yeah, Michigan State's got only basketball now. <laughs> And they're better hope that they can uh, clone Izzo. Because that guy looks like he's over 100 million years old. I've never seen a man so like, hey, everything's going to be on my uh, shoulders for Michigan State. And they got him as a recruit for next college football coach. Why? Please stop doing that. I mean, there's no reason for Jim Harbaugh to be recruiting a basketball player. And speaking of a coaching, uh, let's... Hope and pray that my buddy Juwan Howard gets better sooner than later before the season starts for college basketball. He went through a heart surgery. Well, that's not good, right? Oh, what's going on, Sean? I don't know what's what I want to say first. Okay, let's do it. Let's do Two it. Two major breaking news. Let's do it. And I think I have to hold the baseball news to second. Okay. And it do does it. not involve the well, games being played. Okay. Okay. So, mm -hmm. my other breaking news. Yeah. Yeah. I have to give a very, very big shout out today. Ooh, shout out. Mm. I love 
and I'm this is the, I'm probably going to pay money for this because this is the only other girl that I ever want as an autograph, unless it was Dennis Rodman's daughter, Trinity Rodman, Rodman. or or Carly Lloyd, or that's three. Hope yeah. Solo, really? She's that, hot. She is hot, and she's a great star. But she'd beat the Christ out of you. But Carly Lloyd. Trini Rodman. But this girl is coming to East Lansing in a couple of weeks. Caitlin Mother Effin Clark. Iowa total star. Because of COVID, she might get an extra year. She, she could easily be a top three draft pick. Um, but here's the main thing. This is an NCAA women's basketball record. Because of Caitlin Clark, just because of herself. 55 thousand people went to watch her oh wow and this is probably a preseason game okay that's that's just to put this into perspective that anybody doesn't give a shit about women's sports which you should this girl is very talented Fifty-five thousand people is more than every single major league baseball stadium right most of them yeah. Most of them, right? There's no yeah. baseball stadium that holds 60,000, I don't think. No, they're like the Yankees. Were. Maybe the Yankees and maybe the Dodgers hold 60. So, sorry. In 90% of baseball stadiums, and that would be 75% of every NFL football stadium because they hold 70,000. 55,000 yeah. people went to watch a preseason game, Caitlin Clark. So, that's crazy. That's impressive. She's that good? She averages like 38 points a game. Do you have a crush on her? She is pretty hot. Do you think that she could be in basketball? <laughs> she could be a lot of people in basketball. <laughs> well, I think anybody can be Sean in basketball. But that's another story. But. So, what's the second big news? <laughs> baseball. San Francisco Giants. Uh-huh. We all know that they fired Gabe Kapler. Oh, yeah. The former Detroit Tiger. Oh, yeah, coach. Manager. We may... Yeah. See the biggest mark in history in America's sports. Why? Because you love baseball. I do. It's the pastime. It's, it's the sport. number one I mean thing you grew up on. It's you have a major passion for it. I, do. I, I love baseball too. We can watch any game. I can watch any game, yeah. Like I can watch this game right now. Gabe Kapler, before the season started last year, yeah, hired uh -huh. Alyssa Nacken. Oh. That's a female. Yeah. The Giants actually interviewed her for the head coaching job. Yeah, okay. For that, not as assistant. We're talking head coaching title. Or the manager. The manager. Right, the general manager. Okay. Never happened. Well, the general manager or the manager? Gabe Kapler's position. Oh, so she's the GM. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense because she's baseball smarts, the analytics and all that. You know what? You know, there's a. I don't know if it's a big deal or it's just a something that you first time do, and I don't know if it's social media or whatever, but it, it, it's unfortunate that they don't have women professional baseball. Or, there's only one in this the Yankees Triple A league, but we all know Boone's getting canned, so maybe she'll. No, get a he's to. not. He's, they don't think he will now. I don't think his Boone's going to get canned. I think they should get him canned, but I think the guy that runs the Yankees GM, that's where she should have gone. Well, there's the Yankee, there's a Yankees AAA girl that's also there, but Alyssa was hired by Gabe Kapler. I've always liked Gabe Kapler. Yeah, okay. 
Okay. So right now, Alyssa is a different one. She's actually already in the organization as an assistant coach, but they're actually giving her a actual interview. Like that's that's big news. Yeah, I just you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna. This is the name. If you okay, let me ask you this. This is a fine line because I think she probably deserves the job because if she Gabe does. Kapler gave her the opportunity, I would say I I respect and I like Gabe Kapler as a player. He won. He got them to the playoffs a lot. They were yeah. winning a lot. I think he actually got them a World Series. Yeah. But here's okay. Okay. Here's my question: Why is it so important to have a woman to be in a guy's atmosphere? I don't know. But it's the same it, thing with the the whole thing about. Did you hear about that? metal thing and there was two guys and then there was a female that took third place we flipped out about that me and tony it was on a pedestal because of the whole transgender thing and this is not a transgender thing but you don't hear about males playing female sports but yeah see that's the thing i mean okay here's, but here's then my, you got is she allowed in the locker room yeah but see that's my up? see that's i think i think people need to watch she the, deserves a job though probably I think, an well, here's okay i want people to watch major league it's an old month, 1985, 86 movie. It's got, it's got um, Wesley Snipes, and it's got a lot of random guys. Oh, and they got uh, 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 Charlie Sheen. Now, the more other story was this: that team, the Cleveland Indians, when that they, they could use the team Cleveland Indians in the 1980s, and the team was so bad that. She hired all these washed-up players, and to destroy the team, to have the worst record, so that they could move the team somewhere else. But by one third of the year of the movie, the team does pretty well. So the way that the team gets to a slump in the middle of the movie, so by the time the by halfway of the movie, what do they do? They motivate the guys by what? By having the manager had a Velcro outfit to take her clothes off for every win that they take, that they won. Oh, Did, Major League. Yeah, movie. Remember that movie? Yeah, there was Great three movie. different Major League movies. Yeah, but the first one was the best one. Correct. Okay. And, and that's, he, Charlie Sheen was called Wild Thing. Yeah, and that's the one that the manager takes every piece of clothing off yeah, after the best he, part was when the one guy from Jamaica goes big balls big balls big balls big balls <laughs> but see I think <laughs> I think my thing what I'm trying to say is like unfortunately boys will be boys and girls will be girls you can't pretend that it, it's never going to exist I just don't know how you would have this a, is really hard though too like she if she takes the Giants job she's going in the toughest division in in Major League Baseball. Well, she is. The Dodgers. But let me ask this. Now the Diamondbacks are getting better. But let me ask this. If she fails. It don't matter, right? Then people are just going to watch the battle. She's a girl. She don't know what she's doing. Which shouldn't be that way. If she wins, everyone's like, oh, this is so great. But in reality, was it because she was great or because the players are great? So that's, you have to understand, it boils down to the players. It has nothing to do whether it's the coach that's a male or female has to do with the players. So if the players don't like you they're and you're a girl, then they're not going to play for you. See, that's the thing about it. A lot of times you understand, like, when she, if she has to 
do tough love and criticize a little bit, other players are like, oh, okay, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll hear you out. Or are they going to say, F you? F you, you're not my wife. You know, I mean, it becomes, it becomes one of those weird moments where, and then if they get canned or they go to the minor league, oh, if I didn't have to have to do with her. And I just, I just wish that they just have a place where boys can be boys and girls can be girls. I almost do agree. Same thing about the. If she's the best candidate, though, does she get it? Does she deserve it? Well, yeah. But what is the best candidate? Because she's a girl, she's the best candidate? Or is it because they can't find a person? Coach that wants to come back. I don't know. Oh, like anybody. Mm-hmm. Other, are you telling me that there's not a guy out there who's part of the Giants, Posey? Or let's, let's just play imagination and say Willie Mays. Let's say Willie Mays was alive. You, I mean, maybe Barry Bonds wanted it. Yeah, yeah, maybe Barry Bonds. Maybe before he didn't do all the steroids. What if he was going to do it? You go. I mean, see, I think the problem that we don't do real well is that we don't promote women's sports and we don't make women's sports important because women like to play sports, not because they're tomboys. Women are just as competitive as men are, but we've gone so far to try to show it on TV and ESPN and. Fox Sports and all that, but in the, the reality is this: most girls are not going to put on a uniform because there is not g- girly enough. There are certain sports that the females will say that dominate. Like we can look at this, and I'm sorry, I love my country, but the men suck in the USA. Soccer. The, the soccer, yeah, it's 100 percent women, yeah, 100. And then I'll also say this: lately, the women USA team in basketball. They're winning first. They're not taking second. They're not taking third. They're not freaking not placing. But the females, I, to represent the United States, are absolutely representing the United States. Well, okay. But you got to remember that when women's soccer is big, it's because they don't have football. They, don't, they're not encur- they didn't encourage women in the 1980s and the 70s. So what about volleyball? They did have volleyball. But in reality... Most women are not six feet tall. Dutch people. The most in reality, the women are usually five four, between the height of five one and five four. Now, American soccer girls are probably five four and five eight. Okay. But what I'm saying though is this: soccer in America for men is not masculine enough. We play hockey. We hit things. We play football. We hit people. We, Good point. We play baseball. We hit people, and then go into a big old scruffle. Good point. So with women's sports, it's not like we we don't encourage women to play football because we don't want the girl that we're trying to make out with looking at us like she's brain dead because she got hit too many times playing football. On a side note, (laughs) two of these things are really cool, though. Caitlin Clark and getting that thing and this girl getting the interview. For the city of Grand Rapids, I don't know when this is starting, but we're supposed to get a professional volleyball team. Yeah, 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 it's coming. See, and that's the way that's supposed to be. Let's advertise things for women, by women, for women. And that's what they should do. I mean, I was thinking that if they should even bring a woman's... I think I think women's soccer team in Grand Rapids would be great. Because you know why? Because we have so many great soccer girls teams in Grand Rapids. We've got South Korea. The Giants are beating the Bills. Yeah, I know. It's pathetic. Yeah. So we got the Giants... 
We got the Giants. I mean, the Rangers. Like, Verlander gives up a run. What a surprise. Yeah. I mean, he always does that in the first three innings. So that's nothing new. But I really think that, look, Grand Rapids, I'm like, what? I'm, I lost my track. Sorry. Words. So, so Grand Rapids has South Christian, Grand Rapids Christian, Unity in Hudsonville, Hudsonville Eagles in Hudsonville. There's women in soccer in Lowe that go everywhere. There's, I don't know how many countless women go to Michigan State for soccer. Soccer is huge at Michigan soccer State. Soccer is huge. It's bigger than at Michigan. Michigan is huge in softball. But you have to understand, you have to find a way to advertise it so that women feel proud to be great athletes. Not just that they have to be involved in men's umpiring and men's uh, refereeing and all that. Do you understand? Since we are on Grand Rapids, we should throw this out here um, to our followers. Oh, how about those Griffins this weekend? You went to one of the games and they won three to two. But we, I just looked this up. Yeah. Last night they won five to two. The Griffins are two and zero. Oh. Yeah. And those games are a lot of fun. They are. They are. I've got to take Ron. Ron is one of our friends. I know where we're going to sit because the guy that I, I went with is disabled. He can't get up and down the stairs. So Ron would enjoy it. I mean, if we all three went up there, and it's, we'd be we have Never a lot did. of fun. So Griffins are two and zero. Oh. And then this is the big surpriser. The Red Wings had two games this weekend also, but the Red Wings lost to the New Jersey Devils, which is kind of embarrassing because the Devils suck. No, but, but the Devils got a lot of good players. Though. But they turn around and beat the Tampa Bay Lightning 6-4. to four. Yeah. So they're 1-1. One one. Yeah. So, look, hockey is not your grandfather's hockey. These guys are scoring. And I don't know why they score. Maybe they're letting them uh, be offsides or whatever. But coming this Coming in November, we'll be at the Red Wings and we'll be in uh, Detroit. Very right. soon. Yes. Other thing, obviously, next week is the Grand Rapids Griffins, the Grand Rapids Gold start in less than a week and a half or two also. Uh, I don't know if we have anything else. We won't shout out to Pepinos. I will shout out to Pepinos because go. I do love everybody that's there. Um. I unofficially put it re That's all I got to say. The place has still got a great restaurant. Great I, food. I ended up resigning. I still love the people there. I may not have a great rapture with my main boss. I mean, one of the, my greatest persons I've ever known. I won't say last names for a reason. I love Cam. Cam is an amazing person. She's uh, super cool, man. She's got, I mean, she got, she got her stuff together. She's she, a great manager. She, uh, she, well, I don't know if she will on some says, but she doesn't drink no more. She's very years. young, to tell you the truth. So this is not a 40-year-old lady who's like, oh, I went through my whole up and down, I got divorced, and now I'm clean. She's relatively, what, 24, 26 years old, and she's like 300 miles ahead. So... Sean. She's ahead of me. I'm going on 10 months in 10 days, almost in 10 days here. Uh, I actually went to an A meeting. I hadn't gone to one. I probably needed one after Friday night. Oh, really? Well, that's oh, when yeah, Papinos had the down and then someone threw up. That was the night. That I, at least I got to see you when you walked in and said hello. But I just, the senior, I mean. Look, if you can't handle your luck here, we got to do it. Grim, the Grand Rapids Griffins game or the 
oh, the Whitecaps game or Detroit game or the Red Wings game or Michigan State game or Whitecaps anything. Yeah, whatever. You know, it's just not cool to drink that much anymore. It's just that's gone out of the window. Uh, to tell you, don't do that vaping anymore. Don't smoke cigarettes. Don't. Well, I went to a meeting today and I actually met some new people, surprisingly. Right. And it was the uh, because of the time, it was actually a different. It wasn't. It was called Smart Recovery. Oh. And originally, when I got in there, I kind of had mild patients. Yeah. I think that's. But then the guy that was leading it, which was really really cool, he had the addiction for a few years. But then there was only three other older men. And I was the youngest one in there. But I didn't know this meeting was lasting an hour and a half. Most of the time, they only last 40 minutes to an hour. Okay. And they handed out this sheet and this pamphlet. And I was like, first of all, do I have to answer the... It was, it was really a piss-poor attitude at the beginning. I'm admitting that I had a piss-poor attitude originally. I, well, yeah. I was excited to go to an AA meeting, and I thought that's what it was. I didn't think I was going to have to take a fucking test. Um, <laughs> but and it was actually really, really cool. And... We went in depth of conversation, and then at the end, they actually ask you, "How was your week or two weeks in check?" Like, it wasn't just the addiction part; it was not, and it's because of gambling too. And I admitted that I didn't give that up yet, and they didn't have a crisscross, and we were allowed to say that. But the whole point was, and some of it was other people had a domestic violence charge or anger, or it was touching everything. It was either yeah, anger, sex gamble whatever but the whole point was we were able to say stuff off each other so that was kind of cool i kind of liked it i don't know if i would go every single week to that smart recovery one but so i'm definitely not, glad i went so it wasn't just based on not just know, alcohol this time. alcohol you're like how's your week did you have an urge to drink why did you have an urge to drink it was covered mm. everything yeah so i mean it didn't just focus on one direct boring session of did you focus on drinking? Well, it's not. It doesn't mean it's boring from the other ones, but it was just nice that I guess I had. No matter my point, I guess is if you have an addiction or if you are going to a new meeting, have an open mind because originally I didn't, and it turned out to be better than what I thought. You know, I'm lucky enough that my body shuts down when I drink too much, which is very dangerous because if I go home and I in that mode, I mean. Back then, I could get home no matter what. Or I hung out with my buddy, Val, and he would just have me crash at his place. God. Well, I think I told you the story. I don't miss not having headaches. No headaches, no hangovers. It's so much better. No. I was as bad as I ever said I was going to get hooked up to an IV, and I got hooked up to an IV, and I was spitting up blood one time. I mean, that That's ain't crazy. worth that. I mean. That's crazy. That's when I was stupid, it. buddy. Yeah. So you drank. How long, how long did you drink? For an hour? For like. I don't know if I was just getting, I mean, why would I still be drinking when I'm spitting blood up the next day? Makes no sense. Well, I was coughing up and spitting up blood. And I still was being refusing to go to the hospital until I finally was worried. Well, oh, so you. I went a few days before I went to the hospital. Oh, well, you don't want to find out that you have stomach cancer or something. That's why people don't go to the hospital. But, I mean, as long as you caught it, I mean, as long as you're not doing it anymore. I mean, what's more impressive about you is like, you don't have an urge to go back to it. You want to know the crazy thing is, though? That's crazy. No, You're that's right. crazy. You're right. Look, you got stressed out a couple of times. You almost said to Cam, I'm going to have a non-alcoholic beer because I need it. I did. It. And she said no. But she also, well. She, she has them once in a while, but she told me, no, don't do it. 
Yeah, yeah. So that's, I mean, so we'll go ahead. What, so what were you going to tell me? No, I'm just saying in general, um, the whole, it's amazing what life can do in certain situations. So what do you think is going to happen? So do you think that eventually you're going to stop gambling? Do you think you have to stop gambling? I don't know. Do you think, well, okay, let's put this way. It's come a long way. Okay, let's put this way. Let's say you meet a girl like Cam. Let's say she's maybe seven years older, no kids. Or seven years younger, whatever. <laughs> okay, whatever. But let's say she's Cam's age, 26, or seven years older. Because if she's seven years younger, she'd be underage. Right? Seven years younger? I'm 40 years old, fucker. No, no, I'm saying, no, based on, no, I'm saying based on Cam's age. That's what I'm saying. Well, if I met somebody that was 26? Six or higher. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. We're, I'm not going 19. You're right. right. Okay. Let's focus on the real. Sorry. I didn't know Cam, we were going off of Cam's age exactly, yeah. well, 26. Well, well, so we're going seven years younger than 40. No, but that's what I said. Let's say you meet someone like Cam. Okay. And let's say she says to you, Sean, you and I both don't drink. Yeah? Well, and we both like to go to, to the Michigan game. I mean, you like Michigan State. But let's say you both like going to college football games. And, and Cam's a, just to throw this in the factor, Cam's a 12. Yeah. Out of 10. Yeah, and she's pretty cool. That's in personality, she's 12. She's pretty cool. Just she, everything. She knows 12. she's pretty, but she's not kind of stupid about she it. Doesn't, no, she's not stuck up. And she doesn't flirt with everybody that she sees because she's got a boyfriend. But she's genuine. She's respectful. She's truly respectful and genuine and... I never seen her really pissed off, but if you do piss her off, I'm sure she's admitted that it's not a pretty sight. No, but I'm pretty sure she would be giving you the eye like she's gonna cut your throat. She shows us her little cute black cat. <laughs> she put these little bad ears on and it was rolling around, beating its head like this. But anyway, so you're asking the question: If I had a twelve like Cam, got it. So let's say, okay, let's be real. But let's say she says or she figures out like Sean. You're getting way too upset about a game that you lost over betting. And Andres told you it's the whole point of gambling because you don't know who's going to win. You win or lose. If it was, if you're going to win every time, it wouldn't be called gambling. So I, I guess my question to you, though, is no. I joke here and I throw my hat, but you've seen me really angry. Dude, you get so mad that you like, dude, that's just, just a game and then you can't control the outcome because, look, I didn't know what happened to... Uh, my buddy Hunter Ratliff, whatever his sure. name is, I would, I should have been flipping out. I'm like, but it's my fault for not doing my homework. Maybe he wasn't going to play anyways. Maybe I just got screwed because FanDuel likes to poop you over, right? Okay. So, so anyway, the point so is the point is, eventually you you want to be, you, let's see, you want to still get married, and she says, look, I love you, but you're going to have to cut back way back to only. $20 a week to gamble. And then you're like, I mean, that's boiled down to because now you're going to have a house, you have yeah. mortgage, you want to spend that money on savings to, so you can go on vacations. Kids. Kids. If there is any, or my dogs. Yeah. We can go with the dogs. Yeah, we'll go with dogs. He likes Pluto's, by the way. And then, so, unless she wants, if, I guess if she's like 26 or 33, she still wants one, wants me to put it in her, that's okay. All <laughs> oh, the twelve-year-old kids. What? Put it away, man. What's that mean? What? Put it there. <laughs> I feel bad for those twelve-year-olds. 
but the whole point is, am I willing? Um, I guess you just do the weekend games. Yeah. I put a par. I put two parlays away for the weekend, or I put one parlay in the middle of the week Wednesday and a parlay parlay in the weekend. Yeah, I'm pretty good at live betting, but I'm pretty good at a same game parlay. But I'm pretty good at just not knowing what I don't know. The way baseball went, you know what? I could baseball. I could probably take a few weeks off. The way fucking baseball, dude, was rough this year. I, I, I lost quite a lot of money in baseball. I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, I finally gave up. I should have just bet on Baltimore the whole fucking year until the playoffs. And I should have bet on Tampa Bay for the first three weeks. What a shamble that was. Should we? Yeah, and the Orioles lost and the Tampa Bay lost. The two best records. I talked about that earlier. Two best records in baseball. How, how did he lose? But Baltimore is still young. Baltimore's still young. And they, I don't think they have They didn't to have anything to prove. They knocked off the Yankees, the Rays, the yeah. Red Sox. Yeah. That's pretty good. You that's all they had to do. And again, I like to thank the Tigers for being winning sixty nine games. Over sixty nine. His favorite position and number sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, we gotta go. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for this Crazy Jay podcast. One of these days, we're going to have Tony over here. I don't think we're going to get anything done at Tony's house. We do it. He'll get too high as a kite. Am I right? Maybe. So maybe we might have to do it here for a couple of times so he understands, though, that you can't just go wherever you want to go. You know what I mean? So... Thank you for listening to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show. Thank you, Sean, for showing up. Always great to be here. I'm so blessed. My futon missed you. Say hi, futon. Missed Sean. <laughs> so, Spotify, thank you. Apple Podcast, thank you. Buzzsprout, uh, Podbean, thank you. I wish I had more time on Buzzsprout, but you have to pay money for more minutes and hours and series and whatever. Peace, love, Detroit Lions won. Thank you for everything out there. And I'll talk to you probably Tuesday, Wednesday. There's no baseball until. No, there's the Phillies. Play. By the way, the Phillies play tomorrow night. Hmm. And then you got Monday Night Football. Are you winning your league before we leave right now? Well, the damn Buffalo Bills haven't done anything, so I got... But the Phillies them. play tomorrow against the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Cowboys play against the Chargers. Oh, actually, it'll be game two of Houston, too. We got two baseball games tomorrow. Baseball starts at 435 tomorrow. Okay, so what we'll probably do tomorrow is talk about baseball. Baseball, baseball, baseball. So when you hear it, you'll be on Wednesday to hear it. And then me and Ron are going to do a podcast as well. So we could do that too. Deal. Anyway, everybody have a great week. The weather is supposed to be pretty damn nice. It's 50s. It's supposed to be 62 on Wednesday, 60, 61 on Thursday. Go live the dream. Yeah, buddy.